We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. Tyler Siski not here as we speak. Uh, might show up a little bit later. Don't know. Go ahead and get rolling on this. Don't have time to wait on him. He's not feeling particularly great, so hopefully he'll feel a little better as the week goes on. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Hello, Scoop. <laughs> Hello, Joker. You're not feeling well? No, I'm fresh back from California. <laughs> Had a big game in L.A. this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Had some protests up in Berkeley, so I came back. Yeah. No, they're still on those mask mandates out there, so yeah. make sure I... You complied. I complied. I'm still complying. Just wanted to wish everybody a happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. And just make sure that all of you trolls out there, be nice to the little kids, give them good candy. Scoops, what do you got for Halloween tonight? Uh, I'm not really sure there was a uh, joker. We get we pass out, but we typically pass out pretty good candy. All right. You got anything? You got anything for Dion this weekend? <laughs> I'm going back out and seeing him this weekend. Who do they, who do they play this week? Oh, uh, they got the Oregon state beavers. Oh, beavers are upset, but it's not personal this week. No, it's probably not personal. I'm gonna tell you what, when the beavers angry, you want to be careful. That's what she said. <laughs> that's, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said, Joker. Well, Neil, I'll leave some masks for you at the door. I'm talking about these masks. I'll leave these for you at the door. <laughs> Thank you. So you can pass them out to all your neighbors. That would be a fun thing to pass out. Just a reminder to the little people of, you know, be be aware that it's COVID season, right? I think we're doing that at the Joker house tonight. <laughs> now that you are. said that, yeah. I'm going to selectively pass out some masks. And just to see the people's look on their face when I put, are we trick or treat? Put them a little mask in there and see how they go. All right, for all you people, Berkeley's still, they're still there. They're still protesting on the 50-yard line. Justice for whoever. 
So we'll see if we can get that taken care of. You're not a big social justice person, are you? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Joker Joker likes social craziness. I like I like I like chaos. Yeah. So we're well, gonna create some chaos in Boulder this weekend. That's, that's for I'm gonna sure. bring some masks to Boulder. The beavers are coming to Boulder. The beavers, they're angry beavers too. <laughs> yeah. They're angry beavers. <laughs> there's probably a lot of that in Boulder all yeah, the time. Yeah, there's some of it in Oxford too. So. <laughs> All right, Scoops, All right, I'll see you later. See you, Joker. That's the Joker making his appearance here on the show on Halloween. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Bob's in the stream and everything. I assume we're still brought to you by Rain. <laughs> 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I'm rolling with the old Kiwi blend today. Neil, um, froze. Man, I left her in the freezer a little too long today. Yeah, yeah. So she's got the out a little bit. I need some too. So, in all seriousness, you're feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, I'm taking good. one for the team. Taking one for the team. Be a little shorter show today for that for that reason and and others. We both have stuff going on with with Halloween hours away. Yep. And Neil, as you can tell, we have 69 people right there. All right, here That's we go. Nice. Hey, it's that what is, is nice. what it is. Neil, we got some new information from our good friends at Cooper Chevrolet, and the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already bumping. It's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet, Buick, and Anniston. Uh, Cooper's just received a huge truckload of brand-new Chevy Tahoes and Silverado pickups in every trim. With over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I got. I got to finish here. Uh, That's what you said. <laughs> God, we're on one today. It's Halloween. Uh, <laughs> uh, mainly with the extended warranty backed by Car Bravo, Co- Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check East Alabama's best selection today at CooperChevrolet.com. We're also brought to you by uh, Twisted T. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage. For college football fans, Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating, in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It uh, perfectly complements your love for college football, your passions for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with Twisted Tea, the drink that feels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Joker left his hair all over the place over here. Oh, yeah. The bit was kind of revealed when you left the, uh, you left, you had the can was in the, in the picture. Yeah. I'm, it is what it is. It's one of you did days. good though. It was I fun. did good. It, it was good. good. It was fun. A lot of fun. All right. Uh, Neil. There's a couple of trades in the, uh, who we got. So Montez sweat goes yeah. to the, the bears. And I think chase young just got traded to the Niners. <laughs> That's all he needs. Another edge rusher. <laughs> Bosa on one end, chase young on the other one. Uh, Yeah. What uh, did they get for Chase Young? I will I will tell you. This is part of the athletic. I knew Montez Sweat. They got a second-round pick this for Montez is, uh, Sweat. This is by Diana Rossini, who does a fantastic job covering the NFL. She really does. Uh, the Washington Commanders traded defensive end Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers for a 2024 third-round draft pick per league sources. 
Young is in the final year of a four-year, $34.5 million fully, fully guaranteed contract. The commanders opted not to pick up Young's fifth-year option this offseason. Um, commanders are three and five, third in the NFC East. The Niners at five and three tra- trail the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC West. Yeah, that's that's a big trade for the 49ers. I mean, they're already <laughs> – Better get your quick game ready if you're in the NFC uh, West because that's going to be not going to give you a lot of time to throw the ball. The only other deal uh, an hour ago this is from uh, Diana Rossini, Alec Lewis, and Doug Howler of the Athletic. Uh, that Minnesota has traded for Cardinals quarterback Josh Dobbs in exchange for a sixth round pick, sixth and a seventh round pick. Let's see. Uh, Minnesota found reinforcement quarterback by trading a sixth round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for Josh Dobbs and a seventh round pick. The, Here the, comes the, Kyler Murray this weekend. Then the uh, Vikings have uh, have confirmed the deal. Yeah, so that means Kyler Murray's going to go this weekend. Dobbs is really Dobbs really played well, um, for the first half of the year. Did a good job. I mean, got himself a, a job, and you know what? With Cousins' situation in Minnesota, may end up finding himself in the little longer term deal there. So, Neil, last night, I don't know what happened. I don't know if our people didn't listen to us yesterday. Mr. Monday, Thursday night, said I took the Lions minus six and a half. Bought a point. Didn't even need to buy the point. You didn't need the point. Uh, the Lions kicked the shit out of the Raiders. They did. Garoppolo pl- paid, played as about as bad as I've seen an NFL quarterback play. It was terrible. He's looking to rush. He's just getting tattooed. They had no chance of moving the football. Devontae Adams, frustration level through the roof. I mean, wide open. He was smoking dudes. Wide open. And they just – I mean, missing bad throws, man, just missing altogether. He was really frustrated. I mean, he threw his stuff, what, three or four times? I mean, it was it was terrible. Um, and the Lions, they win by 12. I, I, they, at one point in time, they had been to the inside the red zone like seven straight drives and only had like 16 points. I mean, they couldn't – you couldn't stop them. Jameer Gibbs played well. Um, it was kind of his he, – he has scored his first touchdown last week but really played what you were expecting Jameer Gibbs to play like last night. It was really good. All right, Neil, I'm going to be brief on this. Um, I know you talked your face off on it this morning. We did quite a quite a lengthy show on this. and um, Mostly we mostly we talked about Kiffin. Yeah. Um, won't bring him up. I, I didn't have a problem with what he said. I thought it was kind of funny. Um yeah, he was on top of his press conference game. Yeah, he's yesterday. he's he's very dry, sense of humor, very witty, smart guy. So he he that was on full display in his. Here here's the uh, here's where I'm gonna get at is a lot of coaches recently have been a little chippy in press conferences, a little chippy with media. Um, and I got two things. One is you and I talked about this like two weeks ago. For years media has been very critical of coaches for being too coach speaky. Mm-hmm. And not, then not me, not you, but I'm no. saying as a collective, uh, true. You like how I threw that word in there for you. Very good. Lane, you like that collective. When they give you the soundbite that you've been wanting for the last 10 years, you can't complain about that too. Right. That's no, my only, that's absolutely. my only thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're being honest. They're telling you how they feel. Narduzzi, um, you know, Dave Doran, uh, hell, Dion. You know, Dion's oh, ready to for play. Sure. Dion was ready to replace his. I mean, they're telling you. For you, sports media, Dion's been a godsend. Yeah, but you're seeing, and maybe he has something to do with it. Coaches are saying, hey, this guy's telling, you know, just saying what he wants to say. Maybe I should too, whatever it is. 
but they're not giving you the the old cliche stuff anymore. Yeah. Dion could have gone in there and said, well, we just got to get back to work and we got to get back to the fundamentals and we got, you know, instead he's like, no, I, we replaced them. That's what we do. That's how you get better up on the up front of the offensive line. Yeah. Told he, the truth. He gave you the sound bite that you've, that you've been wanting. Yeah. And then, but you, but you complain about that. that, that that's my, my one hold up with that. But you know, not to defend media because that is not my role. It's God. not all of them either. It's a select few. But it's a, it's it's a handful. There's a lot of us who are like, "Hey, this is awesome. Guys are starting to actually talk. This is actually funny." Like you know me, I, sometimes Mondays are drudgery. The coach thing. Hey, Wayne, can you talk about what happened Saturday? <laughs> And it's like, no, no, let, come on, let's have a little fun. It, it's it's just football, right? I mean, it's a big game, sure, but we're not executing the loser here. It's going to be all right, right? You know, it's 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 still a game. Have some fun with it. And so, uh, yeah. And look, I mean, Narduzzi said that. I mean, the interesting story was the player reactions to it. Like, I'm now fascinated to see what Pitt looks like on Saturday. Do they play hard because they're pissed off at him? Or do they like, hey, screw you, man. We're all just going to take an L for you. I'm fascinated to see Clemson now. What do the Clemson kids do? What do they look like on Saturday? And it might not make a big difference. I don't know. I'm curious to see whether the A&M kids take – I mean, Kiffin clearly throwing shade at their coach. A lot of shade. So much shade. <laughs> I mean, it is a gorgeous day in, in North Mississippi today, and the Lane Kiffin shade would would block the sun right now. I mean, I'm, does, does it have any – and the truth is probably not. No real impact. But it makes it interesting. Right. It makes it more fun to talk about. It makes it more fun. I mean, for me, as a media member, I love talk. this I mean, We're stuff. talking about it now. Here's I, material. I mean, truth is, people are like, why do you hate Dion? I'm like, oh, I don't hate Dion at all. I love Dion. Dion's great for college football. Agree. I mean, look at the ratings. Oh, Colo- yeah. Colorado is what their record? Uh, they're four and five now, or four, yeah, four and four, four and five. Okay, so they're f- roughly a five hundred. They're team. not winning another game, but but whatever. but right now today they're roughly a five hundred team. Yes, and we're talking about them. Yep, and I would have never even watched Colorado at all. We wouldn't be watching the Colorado UCLA game. It yeah. wouldn't have been on ESPN at six thirty. Clemson's a five hundred team, and we're talking about them. Right. You know, Pitt. I don't even think Pitt's a five hundred team, and we're talking about them. I mean, there's it. Have some personality. I mean, people have always been like, Dave Doran's boring. Dave Doran showed a sign of himself on Saturday that was not boring. <laughs> he is he is not boring, by the way. But you see my point. Yeah, but it's it's what he's been doing. All right, speaking of, so then you get the other side. I don't know if you saw this or not. Got two things, two little updates on Michigan. One is, is that John Harbaugh in his press conference yesterday he pulled. I pulled this move before. It really pisses off media. You you told me. I've told this you. This is the Ravens coach? No, uh, John Harbaugh. Okay, I'm sorry. Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan. What did I say? John. John. Dude, CTE kicking in. All right, Jim <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. That's straight. Look, I mean, looked at him on it right now. He uh, was asked about the the question came from the media. So he's he's at the he's at the table at the mic. Said Coach Harbaugh, do you think the sign stealing controversy is going to have a uh, a stain on your legacy? He looked right at the guy and goes, "You know, we had a really good week of prep uh, off week. Got some time to get off. Uh, got some time to get healthy. 
had some good practices. Got some time off, and we're ready to go. Got one track mind ready to go to, uh, to Purdue. And they kept asking about it. He kept at answering the question with a completely different answer. You can get that, or you can get, you know, it, it's two totally different things. All right, so that was one. This happened today. This this has come out today. <laughs> this is beautiful. Mm. So now to add, as is, this is like an episode. Uh, did you ever watch uh, Nip Tuck on FX back in the day? No, I've heard of it, but I never watched it. All that. right, so it was one of these FX uh, shows that just when you think there's nothing else that just crazy that they could write about or some storyline that's crazy, they would just top it every week with just more outrageous to where the show was just so outrageous that they had to just, there was nothing else to write about. This sign stealing slash going, sending people in advance to, to video has taken on a whole new, it just keeps getting worse. They now have pictures. Oh, I've seen this. From September 1st, which is the Friday, first game of the season of uh, Connor Stallions, the Michigan assistant, dressed up in Central Michigan coaching gear. On their sideline. On their sideline. Meaning Central Michigan was working in cahoots with Michigan. Some form of fashion against Michigan State. That was the game that uh, uh, Jeff was at. Yes, he was at that game. We should ask. We should have asked Jeff. Yesterday. I didn't know. Hey Jeff, did you did see? Did you see Connor, Connor Stallion? I mean, he probably wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? Like, this takes on a whole new. Just, I mean, like, come is, on. is it bad that I'm kind of enjoying it? It know, feels like wrestling a little bit. Neil, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I try to put myself. Like, all right, let's say I'm at South Alabama and okay. we're playing Mississippi State. Okay. And an old Miss guy wants to beat Mississippi State real bad, so they come down and try to – like, that blows my to mind. To say they're going to help you with their signs. Yeah, that would – You would have been like, no, nah, we're good. Right? It wouldn't, but that's the point. No. You it, it just, just would have been shocked. It would have never came up. Like, nobody has the nuts to even ask. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, I'm like, beyond. So, like, right, are so, you kidding me right now? So, <clears throat> where's this going to go? They obviously did it. They're obviously guilty. Again, the the signal stealing is not the problem. It's doing the that kind of that's yeah, bad. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, we're we're past the point of people like me going, oh, what's the big deal? It's clearly a big deal. Yeah, it's a big. So where's it where's it going? If you had to, I, I, know, I know you don't know because yeah. it's, it's it's unprecedented. In my opinion, and they're so slow with their investigations. I think they're building a case, and this is going to be a good a big part of it. And they are going to hammer Jim Harbaugh sometime. In the twenty early the off season of twenty four. Okay. However, he's gonna get he'll get penalized. Whatever he won't be there. If he wants to coach again, he'll coach in the NFL. This will be his last year at Michigan. I think so too. That's my opinion. Uh, which will buy you a cup of coffee the next time you drive through. But boy, that's a you know that's the that's one of those jobs that's undoubtedly a top ten job, maybe a top five job. I've heard I. That could that could cause the carousel to, to hop. Oh, it will kind of. Who who gets that job? A year ago, I would have said it's uh, uh, the guy at Wisconsin now whose name is immediately Fickle. Fickle. A year ago, I would have said Luke Fickle. I would have just gone, that's Fickle. But now he's at Wisconsin, so I don't know that he can bolt from Wisconsin to Michigan. I don't. If there's someone on that staff that just gets the job, I don't know who it is. Um, they got this thing there with outsiders, right? So, they don't like him. No. And so it's it's going to be 
interesting to see what happens there. Um, interesting, you know. Rich Rod was there for a little while, so there was there's it's, it's an interesting gig. Who's Partridge is there as a the coordinator? Who's yeah. the other coordinator? Well, so the one guy got let go. He's under the investigation. Oh, that's right. That's right. He got the stuff with the computers and all. Yeah. Got us left for that. You know, if there's ever been a time to to make an excuse for, hey, let's bring in fresh blood, it, it would be then. To, I think, though, with, with a place like that, to bring in fresh blood, you got to bring in fresh blood. You got to completely vacate the admi- administration, the whole giddy up. Would Partridge have a shot at that job? No. Okay, I wouldn't think. No, they wouldn't let that happen. I mean, no. after you just went and got an NFL coach to take your job, I mean, it's going to have to be, I don't know. I don't know who fits. I don't either. It's be, it'll be interesting. It's really interesting. Or they're loaded. Because a year ago, it would have been fickle. I can tell you this with 100% certainty, <laughs> November is going to be tampering month with that roster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they got, they got some cats. Grind says the Matt Starr. Matt Campbell star has fallen mightily. It, it's actually eh. it's 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 actually gained a little more. Uh, but I, I, the I don't job th- that he's doing in Iowa State, nobody talks about because they don't understand the whole situation. They don't understand that he's he's minus five starters, including a quarterback from this gambling thing. I mean, he's doing a really good job, I and mean, they've gotten better. Yeah, no, they're they're a contender. They're they're playing well. Yeah. Um. Now, it would it they had a rough year last year, but he's doing he's doing a really good job. He's a good ball coach. Yeah, he is. Um. All right, and I'm I'm going back to the Cooper Chevrolet chat yesterday, Neil. We were in here doing our show yesterday, and the Cooper Chevrolet chat. He just said it again, so it reminded me. Hayden Harris in the Cooper Chevrolet chat asked me to explain. I saw this yesterday: Superfield missile and gut cross. I had no idea. I'm sitting here yesterday. I saw this yesterday. Okay, these are term. These are unique tags for. Uh, blitzes that were a part of a staff that I once was on. And so when I saw that yesterday for five minutes in our show yesterday, I'm going like, is Hugh in here in this chat? <laughs> like I literally was like, is this Hugh? Like there's Neil, there's 10 people on this planet that call it those things. And I'm sitting here going, I'm starting going through my head. Like who the hell is this? And how do you know it's called that? You know, is that unique? So I didn't realize until last night that he said that in his press conference. Uh, and I don't have very quickly on what he said. Mm-hmm. I do not have a problem with what he said. He's right. He was right. He is, to his credit, okay, I know we everybody picks him. I don't because I'm his friend. I get criticized for not picking on my friends. Whatever. Sue me. All right, so I just call that being a good friend. But anyway, I don't have a problem. If you got a problem with him, that's y'all's business. Mm-hmm. That's just me. No, they're all good. And um, anyway, long story short is – he has done a really good job, to his credit, of being trying to be very transparent with the media and talk to them instead of instead of being uh, closed off. He's doing a better job that this time at Auburn than he did at Ole Miss. Okay, I think that's something he's trying to work on. All right, but gut cross to answer the question. Gut cross is a gut is when you take the two inside linebackers and you bring them in the A gap. Okay, straight down you'd have two the. Defensive lineman would go out to the B. Up the gut. Right up the gut. Yep. Gut cross, everybody in America runs this blitz. Whether you're in a even front or an odd front, you take the A-gap the A gap defensive lineman. You move him to the B-gap, so he stunts. And then you bring 
the left inside backer and you bring him to the right a gap and he goes first or you, however you tag it. And then the other one crosses and goes to the other. So it's, it creates a cross. Okay? To get the offensive lineman to miscommunicate or their eyes go to the wrong place. You try to get the you try to get the center to see the nose moving one way, to step that way, see the backer going the other way, step this way, then bring a, another blip. And so gotcha. you get you're getting a center that's unathletic. You want to get him moving laterally. Yes. Okay. In man protection. You're wasting your time in the slide. All right. So super field missile. As soon as I saw that, I was like, who in the hell has I was, I was I was like, Hugh's in here. His name's Hayden Harris. I know who Hugh is now. All right, so Superfield Missile is a – a lot of people run this blitz, and it's it's really evolved over the years, but it's a Sam or an outside backer mm-hmm. that blitzes off the edge, and instead of coming off the edge, he comes under, like in a B gap or C gap, depending on the formation. And then it's a Sam strong safety blitz. Now you're bringing the safety, and you're adding him as an extra guy on the outside. And then it's unique because of the coverage you have to play. All right. So we used to actually, some people call it two kick. Some, you know, places I've been, some people call it super field missile coverage, but you're taking the backside safety and he's got the half field on the other side of the field. So to snap the ball, he's hauling ass. The corner can, can show press and he's really playing half, you know, uh, playing, you're going to cover two, but the left, the, as you're the quarterback, the left high safety has got the deep half on the other side of the field. So he's hauling ass. So if you can identify it, and they, it's a very uh, easy defense for the defense to disguise. If you can, but as an offense, if you can pick it up, there's some holes in it. You can hit some plays if you can pick it up and got time to breathe. So that's what that is, Hayden. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, and this last thing, and this is going to bring us into our next discussion. All right, Dabo Sweeney. All right. I have, I know you talked about this morning, I have absolutely zero point zero zero percent wrong with what he said mm-hmm. i think he was 100 percent right um he sat there and for if you have not listened to the whole question you need to listen to it when our good friend tyler from wherever he's from calls in for two minutes and 36 seconds Dabo let that guy talk the guy made it personal um the guy went after him for two minutes and 36 seconds Dabo didn't say anything and then Dabo said what he said that's out there everywhere. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and here's why I don't have a problem with it, Neil. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, and you can call me a coach defender because I get, I get criticized for that I'm wrong uh, a lot too. But here's my thing. Just because somebody's getting paid $11 million, we've turned into this society where it's like, I'm paying you $11 million, so you're going to be my bitch. And that's not how it works. Fuck that. You don't you don't have the right to treat people like shit because they're getting paid a lot of money. And whether you agree with what the guy's saying or you disagree with what the guy's saying, you don't have to treat people like that. And we've got this society to where, hey, I'm gonna treat you like shit because of who you are. But the second, the second that person responds back and chips back. That person likes to play the victim. Oh, I didn't. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that. Screw that. Soft as shit, man. That pisses me off. Like, you can't sit there and just for two minutes and 36 seconds tear the guy down on freaking national radio or whatever the hell it was calling show and then expect the guy to just go, what do you, what'd you want him to say? You're right. I'm so sorry, sir. No, fuck that. Good for Dabo. Dabo went up like 100 points in my book. Good for him. 
That guy got exactly what he deserved. And if he doesn't like it, fuck it. Go <laughs> cheer for South Carolina. It's fine. Dabo's going to be just fine. Yeah. I, I, told, I said this on the sh- morning show. I'll say it again briefly. Dabo has every right to defend himself personally. He does. There's the thing in, in – it's one of the reasons I'm, I catch myself less and less on social media by the day. Is it, it's, it's just this place for anonymous attacks. And when I say this, I don't mean like there would be a physical altercation because, I mean, I'm a grown man, my, my goodness, right? But like people say stuff on message boards, on social media, that I just don't think they would say in the flesh. They probably wouldn't say it. They don't and, have I don't, and I don't mean because it would be like a fight. That's stupid. I just don't think they'd say it in person. I just, they don't have the nuts to say it. I just don't think they'd say it. I think in, 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 in real life, I just think a degree of, uh, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving way too much faith to humanity here, a degree of just, uh, I don't know, politeness or something would kick in where that just wouldn't occur, right? I think... I say that, and I say that as someone who, because of it, has stopped. I mean, I, I you know what I mean. I'm not getting, I'm not making it about me, but like Dabo, he's bothered by it. Like you, you, you talk about his faith, you talk about his, his, his arrogance. It's like okay, look, look, they're four and four. They're seven and seven in their last fourteen. He's acknowledged that something's up. He knows the deal. Whether, yeah. I mean, you don't think a guy who's won for ten or eleven straight years and suddenly isn't winning isn't doing some reflection on, hey, what the hell's going on here? Of course they are. And he probably knows the answer. And here's the, here's the thing. You can't there, you, you can't trade for Chase Young on Halloween in college football. Be nice. <laughs> so you, you, you can't fix it until after the season. I mean, you can start. You can get in the tampering portal now and begin to work on it, and I'm sure they are. But you can't fix it until after the season. And he can't say that. He can't go, well, here's the deal. You're right. You know, probably got to use the portal more, and we're working on tampering right now. In fact, we just talked to a kid at Eastern Michigan earlier today. He can't say that. <laughs> that would be the best That'd be soundbite awesome. of all time. But so instead you just go, okay, well, yeah, you know, take it. And he'd kind of owned it, and he let the guy talk, and the guy talked, and the guy talked, and the guy talked. And, and he would talked. still be talking if he didn't stop it. And so, you know, then he said his thing. And I'm like, that's cool, whatever. I mean, look, you get to see the human side of it. It's it's. I can't tell you how many times with me I've had people go, why do you answer people on the message board? I, I don't know. It's part of my job to be on the message board. And when people go personal, I fight back. I don't know. They, well, you shouldn't. Well, I do. Why? Why, why not? Yeah. You know, and it's that whole deal of I don't think I don't think you'd say some of that. I don't think people would say that stuff. If that guy got in front of Dabo Sweeney, I don't think he'd look at him and go, you know, I kind of question your faith, and I, 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 I think you've gotten arrogant. I really don't think he'd say that to him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really the other stuff, and I, I get it. He he's not wrong. It's just the society now, it's everywhere. It's not just a Clemson problem. Okay. It's an everywhere problem. All right. Lane Kiffin has had a phenomenal year this year. Yes. Okay? Phenomenal. Yes. And he's on the brink of having a special year. It's stare it's stare like you could literally wake up ten days from now and you're like, oh, Well, he's God. literally three and one from going ten and two in two out of three seasons at Ole Miss. Yeah, so you're. I mean, that's that's historic. You're. Let's let's go. Let's get crazy here, okay? Let's get crazy. All right. He ten days from now. I'm I'm doing the math. Maybe it's twelve. Okay. What's today? Tuesday. So be, be whatever. Ele- eleven days. Okay, eleven days. From yeah. Now, you wake up. By gosh, you're freaking seven, eight, nine, and one, man. You just beat. You just beat 
oh. George on the road. Yeah. It's, I mean, all-time high, okay? Oh, you'll be th- third, fourth in the country. All right. Yeah. Next season comes around, and he starts off the season four and four. They'll be on his ass, too. Yeah. That's the nature of That's the business right it now. It is. All right? It's it the nature is. of the business. And this is not a Clemson problem. And you know what? Lang would probably be like, y'all don't appreciate what we just did. You know, you can't do that every year. Fans will be losing their shit. Fans would be losing their mind. Well, there's more parity than ever before. The portal has evened out, even that out. You manage things that you didn't used to have to manage before because now it's pretty public, right? You, you guys have NIL deals. Uh, guys who aren't playing have NIL deals. Guys who are playing don't have as good of a deal. You, you have all that stuff going on in the locker room. Parents know it. You have social media. You have all these things. There's a lot to manage. It really should make you fully appreciate i mean frankly like kirby smarts won 25 straight games all right so bob sent this to me today 25 straight games in this era hey bob sent this to me today i know he's in the chat in the cooper chevrolet chat let me see and i did not look it up but i think bob did so so bob if it's not if it's not right it's bob's fault um georgia after losing on november the 7th of 2020 to Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. After that game. Okay. They've won 41 of their last 42 games. Unbelievable. It truly is. Look, if they win another title this year and three-peat it, that would have been. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What year was it that they lost to Bama in the title game? They lost 2020 to Alabama because that was the year Alabama was unbelievable. So they would have gone to the title game four straight years and won it three? I'd have to go back and look, dude. Okay. I know that they lost Alabama. That was the year that they were on crack cocaine. That's one of the best teams ever. 2020 yeah, Alabama. That was Mac Jones and all the receivers. Loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did they beat in the title game that year? 2020. Dude, I, I, I don't remember either. I can't remember. I, 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 I have tried to block 2020 out of my brain. Yeah. 
Um, but I, yeah, no. I mean, but the point is, is that it's it's really really hard to do what what teams have done. And, and like Chase said this morning, and he's right. I almost forgotten about it. Clemson won eleven games last year. Yeah, he's won every year. Even his down years, he won ten games. I think one year maybe was like well, 10 he went or three. six and seven in his first year, and since then they've basically won nine or more games every yeah. year. And they're not going to do it this year because they're not good enough. Right. And he's got to fix stuff. But you know, I mean. Grind said uh, Bama in the Cooper Chevrolet chat, Bama beat Ohio State in 2020. Um, okay. But, and also while we're in the Cooper Chevrolet chat, and Dwight, as much as he's our resident, resident troll and he gets to time out and all that stuff in here, he does have a good point here. He says coaches are best off winning big, uh, not win- winning big, not winning big early um, in their tenure. Um, slowly building creates the most job security. You remember when we, this yeah. was not a joke, we were being serious. Um, when we had Dan Warner on in Vegas, and I got him to tell that story. Yeah, I will never forget that as long as he live, as long as we live. He's like, "Hey, man, look, I was really upset after I, we had two games that we should have won in that season. That we were we dominated the game and, and lost. Uh, we lost to Texas A and M in 2012. In 2012, yeah, we lost to Texas A and M. We had like three. I know two chances if we got the first down to run the clock out right. kind of deal. And we had this Johnny Manziel prayer with Mike Evans shoved off Sinquez. And then Vanderbilt, we did not punt in the Vandy game. We were kicking field goals. We couldn't finish drives. Right. And we lose to Vandy. Okay, we finished 6-6. Six and six, And we beat Mississippi State at home in the Egg Bowl. So you felt like you were this close to 8-4. and four. Yeah, we were really close to 8-4. and four. And, da- and Dan was like, hey, man. He's like, hey. He's like, oh. He's like, perfect. It was the best season. Because he had been here with Ed before. Yeah. He's like, you don't understand these fans. He says, you don't understand. The best thing we can do is go 6-6. Six and six. Find a way to go seven and five next year, go eight and four the next year, and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I mean, he's been dead serious, and he's right because yeah. that's the mode right now. Is it's very difficult, and and look, it's a game, it's a game to fans, right? It's a game. It's not a game to coaches. It's your life. Sure, it's what you do for a living. And I've said this a thousand times. Contrary to popular belief, coaches don't like picking up and moving all the time. They don't. They want to settle down and have a place to raise a family, like a normal person. They would like that. But you just can't do that anymore. The only way to do that is to either do what Nick's doing in Alabama, where you're winning literally every single year for 15 years. Yeah. Just not possible. No. Okay? So unrealistic. All right? Or you can go. Happy birthday, by the way, Coach Saban. It is. This is his birthday today. Yeah. It's great. Um. But you can go, like, we, when we took over at Arkansas State or even here, okay, they hadn't won a game, th- SEC game in like three years or two years, whatever it was when we got here. Well, you go six and six enough, they're going to get tired of that shit too. Like, the only way to really stay somewhere and put roots and, and, and stay for a long time is to be above the bar every single year. Because the second you go below the board, the board you're out. You're, they're trying to get rid of your ass. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. All right. Um, Another reason that I believe college football is about to get more volatile is something that you were talking to me about yesterday. Yes. So I've been telling you that I've been talking to people around the sport over the last yeah, year, a little more than a year, who have been saying, hey, there's a crisis kind of coming. And I was like, what's that? They're like, we're going to have an offensive line crisis. I'm like, well, why is that? Well, there are just fewer kids playing offensive line at the lower levels. There's so much focus on seven-on-seven. Seven. 
in the offseason. Valid. And there's fewer offensive linemen. Meanwhile, there are more defensive linemen. And defense is about to start dominating offense. And I think, personally, this is the first season that you can start seeing it at the college level. It's probably really visible at the high school level. I don't know. I don't go to high school games. It's rough. But I think it's starting to get visible at the college level. If you look around the SEC, how many teams do you go, man, that's a really good offensive line? Not many. Not many. There's some that are serviceable. But how many do you go, man, that is a good offensive line? Not many. And now, I didn't know this until you started laying it out. I'm not going to steal your thunder. But we might be at the very precipice of a quarterback crisis. Yeah, I, so I don't know what got me on this. I started thinking about – let me tell you what it was. I'll tell you what got me thinking about it. I got to think about this uh, after we had Tom on last Tuesday, a week ago today. Mm-hmm. You know, I was asking Tom, I said, hey, are we going to have an Arch Manning signing? He's like, well, you know, all this stuff. And then I got to think about it. I was like, wait a minute. I was like – how many of these million-dollar quarterbacks that, that just went off, How many? What, what are we doing with these guys? And so I went and looked, and this is I did Power 5, okay, so 65 teams in Power 5. There is absolutely, for the first time I can ever remember, and maybe I'm wrong, but I can't ever remember it in my lifetime, we now have zero because Dante Moore did do it at UCLA, and he got benched. Yeah, We have zero true freshman starting quarterbacks in power five. Okay. Zero. All right. And also when, then I looked at, and then I, yeah, that was not the most interesting yeah. stat. This so one then, is the most interesting. So then stat. I had that in my mind, right? Then this weekend I'm scrolling through TikTok, and this thing comes across, it says 2022 top quarterbacks in America where they went or whatever. It had this list. I start scrolling through it. I'm like, he's not very good. And he's not very good. And he's not very good. And I said, like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? So I went and did a study today. And in, in Power 5, there are seven, excuse me, eight second-year players playing in Power 5. Eight. So between the 2023 and 2022 class in quarterbacks, there are eight players playing. Eight of the two entire classes. Now, why is that, we ask? Yeah. Okay, two reasons. One, COVID has added an extra year to a lot of guys, so they're able to hang on for another extra year. Guys Some older that, guys are keeping jobs. Like great, great example will be like KJ Jefferson. If he wants to stick around again, like he, he feels like he's been in school forever because he has, but he John, could technically play another year. He could technically play another year. Right. right. Because he may not be an NFL guy or whatever it is. So here are the, here are the four oh, guys. You want, hey, here's, you want, here's, I, I, I'll find this somewhere. I'll be real short. Cause I can't remember exactly <laughs> where I got it. I was kind of working on something for next Sunday for 10 weekend thoughts. There were 13 current college quarterbacks who are draft eligible who have been graded high enough to be considered draft worthy. Okay. I don't think anybody is watching KJ Jefferson this year going, that dude's an NFL quarterback. Not me. Correct. I, I watched, I, I'm I, not either. I watched him in person the other day and was like, dude, no. It's no, too no. inconsistent. He got one of the grades. This, really? Yeah. He was, was number 13. But, but the, was it for another position, though? No, no, no. As just, I could see somebody giving him like a Jalen Hurts. No, because Jalen Hurts was drafted actually as a tight end. They yeah. were playing a tight end. It was, but it was just a hey, he's big, got a big arm. Maybe he could do whatever. The point is, is that you see how there's a quarterback crisis in the NFL, right? Look at there's a reason. I was listening. I want I give credit where credit's due. It was Ryan Rosillo's show. I was listening to it today when I was out walking. 
and he was talking about the injuries to Kirk Cousins and 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 uh, Kenny Pickett and the guys that came in behind them and that Jets Giants game where the Giants in a National Football League game threw for negative nine yards, <laughs> and he said this is why. People get mad every Sunday, but the NFL is doing the right thing to overprotect the quarterbacks. Because if you don't protect the good quarterbacks, you're going to have games like that. And, and, bad if product. You, and if you have a bunch of games like that, the product's shitty and no one's going to watch it. And he, hey, he's 100% right. I mean, he's like, you know, I get it. You get upset when quarterback gets hit and you're like, that's football. And they throw the flag and it's like the league is going, no, no, no. We must protect these guys because that is what holds the product up. All right. So how about this? I got this written down. Got my research on my handy-dandy notepad over here. In the SEC, do you know how many first- or second-year quarterbacks we have playing in the SEC that you would consider a starter? First- or second-year? Mm-hmm. In the SEC. I mean, Daniels is a second-year. Um, no, I'm talking about first- or second-year removed from high school. Oh. Freshmen or sophomores. Oh. Um, 2022 or 2023 class. Oh, so let's see. Um, I'll give you a hint. There's one. Out of 14 teams, there's one. Wow. Who is it? Connor Wegman okay. at Texas A&M okay. is a second-year player. Okay. All right. In the ACC, there are two. And Clemson has one of them. Has one of them in Kate Klubnick. Klubnick. Yep. All right. The other one is Thomas Castellanos from Boston College. I wonder if he's related to Nick. I don't know. Could be. Big Ten. There are two in the Big Ten. Drew Alar at Penn State, who's a second-year player, and Tavon Jackson, the Indiana quarterback. Two. Okay. In the Pac-12, got two now. Dante Moore, he got benched, but he was a a five-star kid, got benched. And the kid at Arizona. You got the kid at Arizona, Noah, uh, I can't ever pronounce his name, Uh, Fafita. 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 He's He's fun. fun. He's fun. He's He's fun, yeah. He's good. Um, And then you got uh, Ashton Daniels at Stanford. Those are your two. And in, in the Big 12, if and this is my point I'm getting at. If you yeah. can name this guy, I'll kiss your ass. Can anyone name me the one quarterback in the Big 12? Even if I or, could, I would rather pad. Really, don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> but but I don't know. Rocco, uh, Rocco Breck from Iowa State. How about that? And why is he starting? Because, because the other kids are suspended. There you go. And so – you're in this – I've never heard of that in my life. Okay, so here's here's where my mind goes when you when you go through that, and that's really compelling. Yeah. That's 65 schools, basically eight kids. And how many of those are good that we just named? That you said, by gosh, that kid right there is a bona fide dude. How many of those guys are bona fide dudes? I mean, I like Weigman. I like the kid at Arizona. I think people are checking out on Klubnik way too fast. But that's about it. I mean, I had, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, no. And that's where my mind goes. Is my mind goes? So I'm, I'm we're we're watching the SEC. Okay. LSU got a quarterback out of the portal. Yep. Ole Miss got a quarterback out of the portal. Three, um, two other ones too. Huh? <laughs> two other yeah, ones too. Yeah. But they're Walk, quarter- uh, Walker Howard is one of the kids in the 2022 class, by the way. Okay. And he's running third team. Yep. Um. LSU got a kid out of the portal. Ole Miss got a kid out of the portal. I'm trying to think. Auburn's got a kid out of the portal. Um, A&M's got a kid out of the portal. Max Johnson's out of portal. Yep. Out of the portal. Um, Alabama signed their guys. Um, well, they got their backups out of the portal. That's true. Yeah, but their starters. Yeah, South Carolina's portal. South Carolina's Florida's portal. portal. Yeah, Kentucky's portal. Yep. Uh, Tennessee's is not. Right. Vanderbilt's not. Vanderbilt's not. 
Um, Mississippi State's not. Yeah, well, Rogers. Guess, the guy starting now is technically. Um, so we'll call that a half. Half, plural. and then they would be Arkansas playing. is not. Yeah. KJ's KJ's grown. their guy. But a, a majority of them, Georgia's is not. It's grown. He's been there forever. So where my mind goes is okay. So all those schools go portal for quarterback, and it's worked for most of them. Mm-hmm. I mean LSU, Ole Miss, clearly really worked. Some Auburn's hasn't worked. Yeah, but Auburn would be in a world of hurt if they didn't have Peyton Thorn. Yes, um, they need other players too. But but they they'd be in a world of hurt. Yeah, I think they would have lost Saturday. They they, were, they yeah he's. I'm with you. Ashford and them, it's not working right now. (coughs) Besides the point, when you go back to the portal now, there's not going to be anything in it. That's my point. So you're going to go to the portal, and you're going to say, okay, well, I'm looking for an experienced quarterback to come play. Good luck. You're going to be rolling the dice on a backup somewhere, or you're going to be taking some kid out of the MAC or the, the, the Western Athletic whatever it's called, Mountain West or something like that. But you're going to be taking some kid and you're going to say, hey, come to the SEC, come to the Big Ten and play at a higher level. And sometimes that works and sometimes it does not. I'm sorry. I, we were, I spoke wrong. Thank you. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, grind in the uh, – Oh, so Milton is – Milton tr- went to Michigan. Okay. I totally so forgot about that. Tennessee's, so Tennessee's portal. Yeah. So what happens when you go to the portal and there's nothing in the portal? You're going to have to take a chance on a kid that you thought was good two or three years ago because you're not going to have any film or anything to grade him on. It's going to be fascinating. It really is. See, where I is so, Daniels. So, so in my Daniels, that said LSU yeah. that everybody loves. Yeah, he was good at Arizona State. Yeah, like think about the guys that. Well, I mean, Jackson Dart started games at yeah. USC, and, and had they not brought Caleb Peyton Williams, Thorne was the starter at Michigan State. Had they not brought Caleb Williams, he he was going to probably be the starter at SC again. <clears throat> So you're getting proven guys, but now that you're cycling through those, right, here's where my mind goes is, so you're going to tell me that you're going to have an offensive line crisis, which I think is – I think Valid. I think it's there. Yes. I don't know the game well enough to go, oh, see, there's a crisis. But my, my mind kind of shows me something. And then and, – and, hey, I don't think you can fix that out of the portal. I don't think you can go put an offensive. You can go get a wide receiver out of the portal. Yeah, skill players are easier. You, you can go get a, a safety, <clears throat> a corner. You can even get a linebacker or two out of the portal. Defensive linemen are going to cost you an arm and a freaking leg to get out of the portal, but you can get a few. Like I cover a program that went and got a few kids out of the portal, and they've pegged Akilo Stone and Isaac Ukwu and some guys like that have filled some gaps. J.J. Pegues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't get the elite change the game portal guy i don't think but if you can't get quarterbacks out of the portal anymore you got to grow your own and you can't get offensive linemen out of the portal and there aren't as many to develop and your offensive line play generally and i'm not talking about one specific school or one specific league but just generally offensive line play declines and then quarterback play declines the product is going to decline yeah and you just don't have there's no and look i'm not saying that that, you know, Ty Simpson, he could leave Alabama and go somewhere and end up being a great player. Well, let's use you it because you, you and I were doing this pre-show, and I said, <clears throat> take Ty Simpson for example. He could transfer. Mm-hmm. If Ty Simpson got into the portal today, right now, he would have 50 offers within an hour. Yep. Cool. One school gets Ty Simpson. What do you get? You get a guy that's been at Alabama, <clears throat> coach's son, the whole deal, 
but he hasn't proven that he can play. Maybe he can. Maybe he ends up being an All-American. Hadn't proven it. But for the other 49 teams that don't get him, where do they go? Yeah. Where, where do they go? He just cycles down. I mean, the, the, this Austin Simmons at Ole Miss, the true freshman. Now, now, I think he knew coming in this was going to be a sit year. So this is not – I'm not – I don't – I'm not – foretelling anything i swear to, i swear he's good but if austin simmons got in the in the portal today 50 offers at a minimum easy but he's not proven he can play you think he'll be able to play i think he's gonna be great right but you understand my point yeah you're not getting a proven commodity and you're bringing in a young guy that you got to develop yeah you still got to develop him oh and by the way in case you're curious there's a whole slew of 24 guys coming too you know what i mean like it, we're just so this next year that we're going in, and this is my point, right? Right. Is you have five years, okay? Five years of people that make up your class, right? Your, your team. So you're going to go into this next season, this next season, with 60% of the age available dudes that can play quarterback, only eight of them have played. Yeah. Eight of eight of three classes. And maybe this young group will come in and there'll be a bunch of world beaters. Maybe so. I don't know. But you're going to go young with unproven guys and at a time when, to your point, tying it all together, there's probably less patience now than ever before. Ever. That's the deal. Patience. Your ass is fired. Because like, the coaches are making a ton of money and now back. there's a playoff. And so for the Power Five, it's going to be, well, either you make the playoff or it's a bust. Yeah. Playoff or bust. So for 12 teams, they'll make it. For the other 50-some-odd, they won't. And they'll have to answer for that. Yeah, and then um, – but if you even if you go back, right, like the, Caleb Williams is in the last class, Drake May's in the last class. Like, there's some dudes. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. dudes. I don't – even in the 22 class, like, I don't see dudes. You know what I mean? I don't go, my gosh, there's Caleb Williams. I don't see right. dudes. Now, in the in the 2023 class – I love Nico. I think he's going to be great. I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, most people do. Yeah. yeah. And Jaden Daniels. I still love Dante Moore. Yeah. Dayton, he's different, but he'll work in a Chip Kelly offense. Um, or should, but he got benched. You know, you're like, what's going on? So, uh, I like Arch. I like uh, Jaden Daniels. Uh, I, there's, there's four or five in that class I think are talented, but it's just unproven. And my point is this. As a coach – are you going to go put your job on the line for a guy you have no idea if it's really going to pan out or not? Because if he was that dude, if he was that dude, his ass would be playing where he's at. Yeah. Period. Right. Period. Right. If he's that dude, he would be playing right now. If Ty Simpson, with all the quarterback struggles that they've had at Alabama, if Ty Simpson was that dude, yeah. his ass would be playing right now. Well, it's like Walker Howard at Ole Miss. If he was that dude, if he was that dude he'd be playing right now. Right. So you have to ha you you do have to start to ask the question. I'm not saying that Walker Howard won't end up being an All-American, but it's more than fair after two years in systems to go. Okay, so let's get this straight. You've had two years. He was at LSU and he couldn't get past third team, and they let him walk. They didn't fight it, and now he's at Ole Miss and he's third team and he's not scratching, and nobody's really talking about it. What's he going to be? And they brought in a guy behind him, and they're going to try to bring in another guy, and. I would assume Dart stays, but if Dart leaves, Kiffin's going to go portally. Yeah, somebody needs to get a hold of him, get him because if he stays, there's this this NFL class. In my opinion, is going to be a lot of people. Yeah, won't. and then the next next one year, won't be. yeah, I, I suspect think. he stays. But you know, I was making the point to say, you know, he is draft eligible. He could leave. He could leave. And so if he did, they would go portally. And so you don't 
again, if you don't play, there's there's typically a reason you don't play. If you jump in the portal because you're not playing, and I've heard coaches say this privately and a few publicly, hey, man, I'm a little scared of a guy that didn't play at the previous place. He didn't play? Why didn't he play? I need the first question I need to know, right? And sometimes it's valid. Sometimes it's not. And sometimes it was an eval mistake on the other staff. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it was a, a, a uh, sometimes he just, there was no room. Uh, the, the, the kid that left Ole Miss, uh, Kentrell Bullock, mm-hmm. to go to South Alabama. Well, he wasn't going to play in front of Quinchon. He, no. he went to South Alabama and he's playing. He's the starter. He's a really, he's a good back. I mean, there's examples of that. But now, hey, it's easier to go down a level and play than it is to go up a level and play. There's, that's proven. There's a lot of guys that come from the group of five and they step up into the power five and it's just too much. Not all the time. Yeah. You got Trey Harris of the world and you, yeah. got, you got the Zachary Franklin's of the world. It just hadn't worked. Yeah. It's a different discipline level. Yeah. It's a different atmosphere. I mean, I've talked to guys who've gone from group of five to power five and I've talked to guys who've gone from power five to group of five parents when I say that, not yeah. the kids themselves, parents. And they'll tell you it's different. Yeah. All right, Neil, uh, before we get out of here, we'll skip on some of this stuff. Let's just do the SEC preview of the week. Yep. We'll just do that. All right. I got these in order of time of kickoff, in case you're curious. Okay. All right, so first game out the out the gate. Four, uh, four 11 a.m. games. A lot of 11 a.m. games, all right? The Texas A&M Aggies are traveling to Oxford, Mississippi this weekend for an 11 a.m. kickoff. I know all the fans are excited. Not really, but Neil is very excited. <laughs> so I love 11 a.m. The only thing better than 11 a.m. would be 10 a.m. Dude, I'm serious. Fans would hate this. I wish they'd kick them some bitches off at 7 a.m. Oh, sign me up. Sign me up for that. If you got more, if you're a morning practice team, you're up anyway. Let's go. 7 a.m. kickoff. Let's yeah, the go. kids are in the building at 6 30 every day anyway. <laughs> Let's go. Let's play. Let's play. Line it up and play. All right. Texas A&M Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored by three. Uh last I saw. That was this afternoon at some point in time. If it hasn't moved again. Um, here's where I'm at with this game. This is a game about matchups to me. Uh, Ole Miss, big advantage playing at home. David, I love you. Don't get me wrong. I, I hope you're having a, a, a phenomenal Halloween. But when you use the one super outlier, yes, Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State. There aren't a lot of Joe Burrows. What did, What was the take? He's about, he doesn't like my take about Walker Howard and those guys. It, Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow also got hurt at Ohio State. He was the first overall pick in the National Football League. And he was right? sitting behind another first – round pick yeah there was the room was a little crowded a little bit i'm not right. i'm not holding the i mean yeah all right um, you do have to listen you have to ask the question after the spring lane kiffin well after lane kiffin knowing he was bringing in walker howard still brought in spencer sanders and so there was there was something there that's all i'm saying and maybe it was to keep spencer sanders from going someplace i don't think we'll ever know the truth <laughs> i can guarantee you won't ever know the truth but <laughs> I don't know what it is, but 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 I bet you don't know it. I'm just saying, <laughs> I like Walker Howard. I hope he ends up being a superstar. Yeah. I'm just saying it's 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 a val- it is valid, and Joe Burrow's an outlier. All right, Texas A&M and Ole Miss. This game to me is about. Uh, I think Ole Miss has a huge advantage playing at home. I think the uh, regardless of what time the kickoff is, I think it'll be a great environment. Yep. Um, they actually have really good environments at eleven <clears> o'clock there. Yeah, I, I can't. Like I went to the Vandy game. The only play, it was a, for a Vandy game was a phenomenal environment for the for the players. Um, I thought the fans did a really good job in that game. The only really empty spots were Van, were the visiting sections. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. All right, but they won't be empty this week. Um, here's my deal with this. This game's about matchups. Um, some interesting matchups. I think 
Um, Ole Miss's offensive line really hasn't been tested um, like they're going to get tested this week, Big and time. that's including Alabama. Big time. I think this is the the best front seven in the in the uh, SEC. I think yards per play given up. A and M's number one in the league. Yeah, where they've been hurt, where they've been hit, and where they've been hurt, uh, they've been hit and hurt when you can give the quarterback time, and they do give up some plays on the back end. Yeah, I think I think Ole Miss will be able to get open. Um, I think they're going to be able to win some one on one matchups and and do some things. Can they protect long enough to really make that effective? Can they get the running game going? Because this front seven is no joke. I mean, they are no joke. No, I think that's a massive advantage for Texas A&M when it comes to that. All it's right. the reason the line's low. Yeah. On the flip side, on the flip side, uh, you talk about the Texas A&M offense. Texas A&M's receivers will be as good as they've seen since LSU. I think they're they're probably uh, right below that the LSU. If but you can make the argument if it wasn't for neighbors just being a freak. Um, they're going to really – they're going to do some things in the back, you know, receiver-wise against the Ole Miss secondary. But here's the trick. Texas A&M's, like, kryptonite is offensive line play. Shocker. If what you're – I think what you'll see, I think for the fans that go in this game to really pay attention, what you'll see here is I think uh, Pete Golding will try to play, do what he kind of did against uh, um, LSU a little bit. I think he'll be more successful. But uh, – play a little bit more simple scheme-wise, if he can get to Max Johnson with with the downs and not have to bring pressure, right? that's going to allow them to do some things in the back end coverage-wise to help in the back end. If he can't and he has to start bringing pressure to get to the quarterback, there, there could be some, some issues. So those are the two matchups. It's really – uh, A&M and Ole Miss aren't very good up front on the offensive line-wise. Right. I think they both can be exposed by the other um, a little bit. So I want to see those those matchups. Yeah, Ole Miss has only three fewer sacks than Texas A&M this year. Yeah. Um, and Texas A&M, that's one thing they don't do. They don't bring a lot of pressure. They just kind of get to you up front. Yeah. And so that that's going to be where, in my opinion, where the game is won and lost on both sides. Shocker, SEC game. But truly in this game will be won – Whoever wins those, whoever's offensive line plays the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, UConn at Tennessee will be a complete and utter blowout yeah. unless Tennessee's just asleep, getting ready for Georgia. Uh, Arkansas at Florida. Um, really interested in this game. Does Arkansas show up after a week off? Two teams um, that have given up the exact number of points, exact same number of points. Yeah. Arkansas is better defensively than people give them credit for. They play very sound. But I Travis think Williams has done a good he's job. He's done a good there. job. He has. Um, Arkansas is all about for me is dude they've lost what five or six in a row now, six uh, in a row, six in a row, six in a row. How does that? I mean, what they've had a bye week. They fired their offensive coordinator. You're not changing some kind of magical scheme that's going to improve. They're not getting any better. What they've done is they've taken a lot out of the offense. Yeah, they're going to they've simplify taken, some things. They've taken thirty percent out according to Pittman. And when you do that, it comes down to players. Yeah. Okay. So um, on the road, Florida. I, I think Florida probably covers this game, but. If Arkansas can find a way, this would be a big game for Sam Pittman. If he can win it, it would give him a lot of momentum uh, to help him toward the end of the year. Uh, I just don't think it's happening. Uh, I'd take Florida in that one. Um, here we go. My fighting Rich Rodriguez's in the Jacksonville State Gamecocks for traveling mm-hmm. in the Battle of the Gamecocks, mm-hmm. playing in Columbia. Dude, I, the Gamecocks of South Carolina better be on upset watch. I'm just letting everybody know. They better be on upset watch because they suck on defense. They're terrible. They're terrible. Jacksonville State, I'm just saying, because they, they can play defense. I'm with you. 
I think I think this is a potential upset. Now, I'm, I'm I'm probably got half my heart on this one too. I, I think this is going to be a legit game. Um, Rich Rod, they've lost. Jacksonville State's lost two games. They lost to Coastal Carolina early in the year, who's had a good year, and then lost to Liberty undefeated, where that game went to the fourth quarter. Uh, Jacksonville State also played last Tuesday or last Tuesday or Wednesday, um, and they've had kind of not a bye week, but had a ten or yeah. so days, and they've been dinged up. Uh, Zion Webb, the quarterback there. He's he's special if he can he can stay uh, healthy. So, heads up on upset watch there. All right, Missouri at Georgia. I think Georgia makes another statement here. I do. I kind of do too. I think this is a the last thing you want to do is doubt Georgia. And Bob wanted me to show it today. He sent me a he sent me a Bob sent me a I guess it was a tweet or a graphic or something. Some of these ESPN gurus didn't even have Georgia in the top four. I don't understand it. Like, you should just lose all credibility. You should lose your credentials to get into the ESPN building in Bristol if you don't have Georgia in your top four. It's just ridiculous. Um, I think they make a statement this weekend. I think they blow the doors off of uh, off of Missouri. All right, Auburn at Vandy. Um, Auburn, Vanderbilt's terrible, man. They're so bad. I, I, I felt so bad for them the other day. They had, they, had, <laughs> they had the right scheme. I was laughing. They had one play. Uh, 19, is that Wade for Ole Miss? Yes, Dayton Wade. He came out of the backfield like on a flare, and the linebacker had him. <laughs> they were banjo in the backs. And so the linebacker had Wade in, in man coverage, and he flips the flare out to Wade, and it looked like a seven-year-old chasing an adult. I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's nothing you can do. You got Hey, the guy knew what he was doing. He had him the whole way, and it just he was just – he couldn't keep up. It was so bad. Um. I think Auburn wins the game. I think they, they got to create some momentum here. Uh, Connor Lou, good little shout-out to my good friend Bob Bucato right here. Connor, uh, Bob used to coach Connor back in the day. Um, All-SEC freshman, freshman of the week. The center started his first game, played really well. He's got some freshmen that can play. Um, he's going to have to start playing some of them because of injuries. But Connor Lou did, did a really good job. SEC freshman of the week is starting at center. Really big game for both teams takes place down in Starkville for different reasons. Um, Kentucky minus three and a half at state. Um, big game. I, I've heard the Arnett stuff, Arnett talk. I think it would be a terrible mistake on Mississippi State's part to it's let him go. starting to really percolate. I just don't understand. I've never – and I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't understand that how you – the answer to your problems – is just to hit the reset button every year, okay? They, you know, Mullen was there forever. He mm-hmm. left them. They've been searching for that, what he gave them since he left. They've been searching. Good luck. All right, you you hire, uh, what's my guy that uh, got in a fight with uh, Ross Bjork at the Egg Bowl, head coach? Oh, uh, Moorhead. Yeah, Moorhead. They fire Moorhead because he didn't fit in. They bring in Leach. And God rest his soul, but they didn't. They weren't excited about that where that was going till till the very end. Then you bring in Arnett. We're gonna we're gonna have four. This could be the fourth head coach in what one, two, five years. Is that right? If, uh, yeah, if, Leach was at state for three years because he and he and Lane two, three, came four, in at the five, same six. time, right? Yeah, so it'd be your fourth head coach in six years if they were to move on. Yeah, like the answer is not always the reset button. If you're having to hire four head coaches. In the Southeastern Football Conference, where you're supposed to be able to go get the best of the best, maybe you should look in the mirror. 
and see what the problems are because it's probably not the guy with the whistle hanging around his neck. That's the hardest part for programs, man. They don't want to understand. They don't understand that. I think it'd be a terrible travesty because the people that make those decisions typically are boosters. Have never done anything in their life. And it's bigger than that. You're right. They're two things. Usually, they're usually they're usually they're successful business people who think that you can do it the way they built their business. And secondly, they just love the school so much that they're blinded by it. They're looking at it through purple and gold glasses or red and blue glasses or maroon glasses, and you don't really see what it is. You see it through your perspective. And it ain't easy. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to piss people off, and I'm not, this isn't some Ole Miss Mississippi State take. It's just not. Texas and Oklahoma are about to join the league. If you rank jobs from easiest to hardest, 1 to 16, 16 is Vanderbilt. I think that's the safe. That's the safest. Uh, that's, that's the safest cold take you've ever had in your life. But 15, it might be Mississippi State. Didn't say it is, but they'd be in the they'd be in the conversation for 15. And when you're in that conversation, you better figure out how you can stop being 15th. Because when you bring somebody in, if it's the 15th job in the 16th league and you don't give him the resources to fix it, it ain't going to matter. Yeah. It's just, you got, I mean, I just, look, I, I don't think, I don't understand how the guy literally has not had a recruiting class yet. And you're going to fire the guy? I mean, you just, now look, here's the flip side. Like, I'm with you. I get but here's it. the flip side. And I said this this morning. If you've made up your mind that you're going to fire him, then do it. I agree with your sentiment on that. You said that before. Get things. to the next. Like, go doing? ahead and get to the next guy. Don't do this deal. Don't do that stupid thing where you go, okay, well, we're. We're, we're behind you. Well, no, no. We're going to keep him. We're, we're, we're going to keep him if he beats Ole Miss. Or we're going to keep him if he gets to six. Has nothing so to so do let, me, let me see if I got this right. You're going to fire him at five and seven, but keep him at six and six. Or fire him at four and eight, but keep him at five and seven. Are you. Are, You've already said the F word a few times. Are you freaking stupid? I mean, w- because of one game in a sport where, a, like I said this morning, you play Ole Miss, and let's say Ole Miss just has the nightmare game. It happens. You see it all the time. Dart those three picks, fumbles a snap. Judkins has two fumbles. Uh, tight end goes down in the first quarter. They got to change the blocking scheme. It doesn't work. State plays out of their freaking mind, blocks a punt, returns a kick. Somebody acts like a dog and pees in the end zone. Whatever. Kicker, <laughs> kicker misses kicks. I'm sorry. I couldn't help But myself. you understand, crazy stuff. <laughs> I do understand. It's football. Crazy, yeah. crazy stuff happens in football. Yeah. Not often, but occasionally. You see a 16-point underdog win games. Happens. So because that happened on for three and a half hours on a Thursday night, you're going to go, okay, now we're changing everything. Well, then you deserve all the bad things that are coming your way. You really do. You deserve all the bad things that are coming your way. Yeah. Because that's stupid. You're, now you're making an emotional decision. But if you've made the decision that Zach Garnett's not the guy, move on. I just think it's, I think it's asinine to, to try to get rid of him. He hasn't even had a recruiting class yet because they did not name him the permanent guy until right before signing day. Is that correct? Uh, I don't remember but exactly. But it was late. It was, it was late. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was January. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. I mean, what are we doing? Or No, it was December. I mean, it was, yeah, right before signing day. It's stupid. Because Coach Leach passed in 
early December. before the bowl game. Yeah. Um. All right. Probably the SEC game of the week. LSU at Alabama. Loaded week this week. I'm not. Mm-hmm. We'll go over the national games on uh, Thursday. Okay. Okay. Um. Last game we'll go over. Uh, LSU at Alabama. Can't wait. It's gonna be fun. This line is out. even me. Who after I cover a game earlier in the day, I typically you can't force me to watch a football game. I will turn this one on. Alabama minus three. Here is what I would be looking for as a fan. Um, LSU. I wonder. I really want to know if Pete Jenkins, what he's had kind of input, he not input, but suggestions that's being listened to there since he has been there, and you saw this a little bit in the Missouri game in the second half. They got away from playing freaking man free every snap, just freaking lining up playing zone or whatever it was because that's where they're weak in the, on the corner spots, right? They don't do well versus the pass. They've started playing a little bit of like zone and just letting their kids play football, and they've had some stops. Yeah. You don't need a lot of stops. Um, they are dynamic on the offensive side of the ball. Alabama, you're not going to get Alabama this cheap. Both of them are off bye weeks. Um, Alabama will be healthy. Alabama will be we feeling good. Um, I have a feeling that Alabama makes a statement in this game. I do. Um, if you just look at the matchups, you got one offense, a really good dynamic. I mean, even though I don't think there's – maybe there are statistically, I don't know, but the arguably the best, I think, the best offense in the league. Jaden Daniels has the best QBR in all of college football. Yeah, you got that going against the Alabama defense at, at Alabama. And you got the Alabama offense who's been sleepy as grits uh, versus a LSU defense that's been ran through like shit through a tin horn. Um, I think defense wins these games. Um, I think uh, players naturally get tight in big games like this. So I'm going to go, I think this is a defense. That's what wins this game. I think Alabama makes a statement. I think it's a double-digit win by Alabama at home. Oh, wow. How about that? I think it's a double-digit Alabama win at home. Um, I, I do think that I just... I think they'll have. A, they've had two weeks. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, and he's had this game circled after last year. They lost this game on a two point play last year. Um, so I will be very um, interested in that. And then uh, Booth buys in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Uh, Harold Perkins versus those slow tackles. Oof. I agree. I don't think you're going to see much of that. I don't. I think they they don't. They're not going to do a whole lot of drop back. I'd be surprised if they get into a drop back game. I think you're going to see them. Um, doing a lot of what uh, running game-wise, what Ole Miss did to him, um, really trying to take him out of the game. I don't think you're going to see – you're not going to get in a situation where they're going to have to sit back and – now, if you get in third and long all day, boost, and you start having a man protect, yeah, he'll have a field day because those tackles at Alabama are slower than molasses. But if you can go at them and create some run action, some play action, and some boots and stuff on early downs and, and get some uh, yards that way, uh, I think it's that way. Uh, grind in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Can Bama win and still go to Atlanta? Yeah, I think if Bama wins, they do go to Atlanta, right? Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, yeah. I but, think you think he means can they lose and still go to I Atlanta? I think he can they lose and still go to Atlanta. Uh, I mean, I guess technically you could because they could lose this game and LSU would lose to Texas A&M and Ole Miss loses, Ole Miss to, Georgia. loses to Georgia. Sure. That's how that would have to happen. Um, what is the if we get there, what's the tie? Like, didn't the tiebreaker used to be it's the highest with, rank in the college football playoff? It's something with the East, and it's supposedly, <coughs> I can't remember who they said. I think it's, I think it's LSU would win it. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I've I have consistently said this. 
I refuse to do two, one of two things. I refuse to have the whole tiebreaker conversation with any degree of until it becomes seriousness. an issue. <laughs> and I refuse to do the Ole Miss college football playoff thing until they beat Georgia. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, and, and there's no knock on anybody. It just, it, it feels like famous last words, right? People go, like, oh, Georgia, this, Georgia, Georgia's gettable. And then they win by three touchdowns. I, I'm, when Georgia loses, yeah, I'll go, okay, cool. And it's not, look, for my business, it'd be awesome. I mean, <laughs> sign me up. But I'm I'm not I I don't want to be the guy that's been talking about that and then they lose by 27 points I I just I'll just wait let's see what happens I kind of agree with you I think Georgia has played with its food for a while I think they've been a little bored I think they're unbored now and I have a feeling we're about to see really good Georgia but maybe not I think Missouri's fun I think Missouri's good I think Eli's a really good coach I think he's going to have a good plan I think Lane's going to have a good plan they're going to get people's best shots. I just think we're about to see just how great they are. You That's know, it. You may, since I'm, uh, you know, people have a tough time distinguishing a, a, between my opinions and my hot takes. Let me give you my hot take. I'll give you a hot take. I think Georgia's offense is better without Brock Bowers. I've heard other people say that. Because they have to. It makes them spread it out. Makes them more multiple. Like, you know when it comes crunch time that Bowers was getting the ball. Yeah. Snod says, I fully expect us to lose to Georgia, but let us dream, damn it. Yeah, I'm letting you dream. I'm, oh, just, yeah. I'm just not doing a podcast on, hey, what would the playoff be? Nope. If it were 12-team, I'd be doing it every day. Well, you'd already be having a conversation, right? I'd be selling it every day. But right now, it's 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 not. And so, if look, they got to beat A&M first. And then if they do, they get a shot at Georgia. I view it as kind of free shot because Georgia's the king. You take your shot, and if you don't get it, you still have a sh- real shot at an access bowl by beating ULM and Mississippi State. But you got to do that first. And if you beat Georgia, hey, different different conversation completely the next day. Yeah, I'm I'm um after seeing the pulse of the Ole Miss fan base this week, I would be before we get to Georgia, get a game this weekend, big time. Like this is. Well, here's the thing. We'll, we'll finish. We'll finish with this. Two things. Lane was very funny yesterday. The shade was funny. It was. It was brilliant. Was it a collection of his thoughts? Yes. <laughs> but he also sprinkled a lot of truth in there, which is that is a really talented team. <laughs> they are. They are loaded. Oh, and it's personal for him and somebody else. And it's personal for like, the other guy too. Well, two guys. Yeah. Two guys is yeah. personal. And so it's going to be a hell of a game. We'll see. Personally, I think Ole Miss is going to win, but I could be wrong. Um, but yes, A and M's five and three, but they lost early at Miami in a weird game. They lost at Tennessee, which a lot of teams do, and they lost to Bama, and most everybody does. So you could it, make the argument if Ole Miss had the exact same schedule that they'd have that they'd record. Have the exact same and record. we just never know, right? But you just don't know. You, you don't know. If A&M had played, what would A&M's schedule have been if they'd played Ole Miss's schedule? I don't know. Hell, they could have lost at Tulane. The they way they the, could have lost the way Tulane. A&M plays. They, the, the way A&M plays with their food, they could have lost to Georgia Tech. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. I, we'll see. Here's the great thing. You know where I'm going. We'll finish with this. It's a scoreboard business. At 11 o'clock, <laughs> it's going to say zero to zero. And they're gonna someone's they're gonna call they're gonna call. what's the quarter what's the quarter thing gonna say quarter one oh okay just curious it's gonna have fifteen <laughs> zero zero and they're gonna flip a coin and one team's gonna win the toss and either take it or defer and then they're gonna let the other team pick which side they want to defend first and then they're gonna kick it 
probably through the end zone. And whichever team gets it first, it's going to be first and 10 on the 25. And the ref will do this thing to start a little clock. And then they'll snap the ball and the other clock will start and they'll play. And they'll keep stats. And at the end of the day, someone's going to win. And that's the great part. You don't, we, we can stop the debate at that point. You can. All right. We'll uh, be back on Thursday. We'll make our picks so uh, Tyler can finish uh, coming back and defeating me and uh, our make it rain <coughs> Thursday competition. If you're out there uh, trick-or-treating tonight, be safe. Have fun. Give the kids lots of candy and mask. And look out for the kids. Yep. Look out for the kids if you're driving. Look out for the kids. And uh, we will talk to you again. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Rain, uh, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And I want to thank everybody in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Y'all were great today. Um, and make sure to understand it's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet in Buick and Aniston. Cooper's just received a huge truckload of brand-new Chevy Tahoes and Silverado pickups in every trim. With over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with an extended warranty backed by Car Bravo. Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check out East Alabama's best selection today at cooperchevrolet.com. Talk to you Thursday. Bye.